Due to the mature content of this program, listeners' discretion is advised. Hey everybody, thanks again for tuning back into The Depth of Darkness, the podcast that dives deep into all things dark and wrong in this world. I'm going to be doing this episode solo today, so it's just me. I'm going to be covering the movie Midsummer, and I'll be honest with you, I was really hesitant going into this movie since it revolves around a pagan cult. Not going to go into specifics, but obviously pagans are, even still to this day, are generally viewed as bad or in a negative light. That should never be the case, but I was worried that this movie was going to try and do just that, just to put a bad light on paganism as a whole, and I was actually surprised that the movie didn't even key in on that as much, not on the pagan aspect, but more so it was the cult and the commune aspect, and that the cult adherents, the members of that cult and commune, were actually, they just happened to be pagan. So I was actually surprised with that, and it, you know, there was no pointing fingers at pagans or making the pagan community as a whole look bad which made me appreciate the movie a bit more and made me feel a bit more lighthearted towards it because that's what was causing me to push this movie off for so long, even though people were saying, oh, you got to see it. It's a good movie. And yes, I agree. It was a good movie for the most part. So I'm going to get into my review of this movie, why I think it was a good movie, why I think it had some bad parts to it. And... So let's get into it. So to start off, the movie did start off very slowly. Uh, It was very anticlimactic, and it didn't really hit an actual climax until the very end of the movie. At least that's the way I perceived it. It was very slow, started off slow. There wasn't much character development except for the main character, Danny, played by uh, Florence Pugh, which, side note, she's awesome. She's gorgeous and she's a great actress and I was very impressed by her performance so props to her but going back to the movie review it was very slow so that's a big negative of the movie at least in my opinion and the best part was actually the music the music set the stage for the eeriness it made you feel an edge throughout the whole film and I really like that I like when movies can take the music And the music basically sets the stage. And that's what it's supposed to do. And that's what this movie did. It was great with the music choice. And the music did a great job at making you feel uncomfortable. So it definitely did its part. So I'm going to go over the plot of this movie. And then go over some of the scenes that I liked. And some of the scenes that I did not like. So I'm going to take the information from wikipedia.org. And so their little intro here for Midsummer about the movie. It's a 2019 folk horror film written and directed by Ari Aster and starring Florence Pugh, Jack Reiner, William Jackson Harper, Wilhelm Blomgren, and Will Poulter. It follows a group of friends who travel to Sweden for a festival that occurs once every 90 years and find themselves in the clutches of a pagan cult. So the movie ran for 148 minutes and it was filmed actually in Budapest, which I thought was super cool. So... 
According to this, it said Midsummer was theatrically released in the United States on July 3rd, 2019 by A24 and in Sweden on July 10th, 2019 by Nordisk Film. The film grossed $43 million and received positive reviews from critics, with many praising Astor's direction and Pugh's performance. So as I said, Florence Pugh did a great, great job. She was the star of this movie, and she... I mean, rightfully so. She was the main character, so she had a lot on her plate. But she owned this character. She did so good as Danny, and there were certain parts where it seemed almost overdone, but that was actually the realness of it. It made you feel like it was real, and it made you feel very uncomfortable. But I'm going to go over the plot. There are spoilers, so spoiler alert. Tons of spoilers. It's going to go over the whole plot, and I'm going to go over the scenes that bothered me the most. And some might be unexpected, some might be... extremely expected, but according to Wikipedia, the plot of Midsummer is a college student, Danny Arder, is traumatized after her sister Terry kills herself and their parents by filling their home with carbon monoxide. The incident strains Danny's relationship with her already emotionally distant boyfriend, Christian Hughes, a cultural anthropology graduate student. The following summer, Danny learns that Christian and his friends, Mark and Josh, have been invited by their Swedish friend, Pell, to attend a midsummer celebration at Pell's ancestral commune, the Harga in Helsingglad. Pell explains that this iteration of the celebration only occurs every 90 years. Kristen had not told Danny about the trip, and the two argue. In an attempt to patch things up, Kristen reluctantly invites Danny to come along. And also, I'm just going to interject here. That part, Kristen, he seemed very uncomfortable. I mean, obviously, they had a strained relationship, and Danny was feeling uh, worried that she was pushing him away with her emotional baggage, but she felt like he was like the best boyfriend like he was everything to her especially once she came to her parents house because her her sister basically sent her a ominous email and was just saying goodbye and danny was confused that you know she wasn't getting a response and she was basically leaning on christian for support because she didn't really know what to do she was already emotionally not quite there. She was very depressed and her sister was diagnosed with bipolar and it turns out her sister actually not only killed herself but she killed their mom and their dad. So it's a super sad situation but the part, this is one part that really bothered me, is Christian was in a restaurant with his friends and he gets a phone call from Danny and he answers it kind of like, you know, yeah, what's up? (laughs) And you just hear her wailing and bawling and it's almost frightening because it just sounds so sad and when you find out what happened they do like quick clips of what happened like firefighters going in and out of the building in and out of the house and then it shows the bodies of the mom and the dad laying on their bed and her sister lying there with basically a tube that was sucking all the monoxide into her killing her and then obviously it seeped into the house and killed the parents but that's one scene that really bothered me so just the the pure sadness and depression of it 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 really keys in on the emotional side of people and the dark side of people and how your mentality it can be so corrupted by these things that happen i think the actor did an amazing job at showing the emotional side of this and i thought it was very well filmed so back into the review here sorry i had to put that little interjection there The group flies to Sweden and arrives at the commune, where they meet Simon and Connie, an English couple invited by Pell's communal brother, Ingmar. He offers the group, and I'm going to butcher this, I apologize, (laughs) psilocybin mushrooms, so shrooms, basically. And under the influence of the drug, Danny has hallucinations of Terry. Terry's her sister, the one who committed suicide. 
Tensions rise after the group witnesses an Atestupa, where two commune elders die by sunicide by leaping from a clifftop. That's another scene that I think this was hyped up too much, this specific scene. Yeah, it was pretty traumatic when it happens. It, it was, it's gross. You see people's faces getting caved in, but I've seen worse, I'll be honest. I'll just, I'll put it there. It's, I've seen worse. Serbian film, Serbian film, Serbian film. <laughs> that's, that's worse. All right, so I just feel like this was, this one scene in particular was extremely hyped up and it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. I feel like my imagination took it to a whole new level. And when I saw it, I was like, ah, that's, that's not that bad. After they witness the two commune elders commit suicide off clifftop, uh, when the male elder survives his fall, the cult mimics his wails of agony and crushes his skull in with a mallet. That scene was bad, but at the same time, you could clearly tell it was fake because they kept hitting his face with the mallet after he was already crushed. And it just like, it bounces weird. Like it just doesn't look like it would be real. It looks like it's hitting rubber basically which it is it's a prosthetic it's not real <laughs> um maybe it's just me going and knowing it's fake doesn't bother me as much if it was real then that'd be a different story but it's fake cult elder Siv explains that this is a perfectly normal expression of Harga's views on death, stating that every member must do the same at the age of 72. The scene deeply disturbs the group, particularly Danny, but they decide to stay, both at the behest of Pell and because Midsummer's traditions are the subject of Josh's thesis. Simon and Connie, however, decide to leave. As Connie is gathering her things, an elder tells her that Simon has already left for the train station without her. Confused and frustrated, Connie decides to leave on her own. Later, a woman's scream is heard in the distance. I might have missed that part. I don't remember hearing the screaming. I think I was just so submerged into what was going on in the movie. I didn't hear the scream, but I might have to go back and watch this. I watched this movie yesterday, uh, so I wanted to do this review quick uh, before it left my brain. <laughs> my memory is short, so I wanted to uh, give my review before I forgot everything. But Christian also decides to do his thesis on the Harga, creating a rift between him and Josh. Josh attempts to solicit more information on the commune's ancient runic practices, which are based on paintings made by a deformed member conceived through incest, whom they consider an oracle. So weird. It really is weird. That part they didn't really go into deep. Um, they really didn't cover that very much. They just said, yeah, he's basically unclouded by the outside world, and he's the perfect person to be a medium between them and the other side is basically what they're getting at. But after Mark unwittingly urinates on an ancestral tree and incites the fury of the cult, he is lured away by a female member to whom he had previously mentioned he was attracted. That night, Josh sneaks into a temple to photograph the cult's sacred runic text, even though he had been told this was forbidden to him. He's distracted by a partially nude man wearing Mark's skinned face and legs and is hit over the head with a mallet, after which his body is dragged out of the temple. The next day, Danny is coerced into taking more psychedelic drugs and participates in a maypole dancing competition. She wins and is crowned May Queen, an esteemed title in the cult. At the same time, Christian takes more psychedelic drugs and is forced into a sex rite designed to impregnate one of the cultists, Maya, while other naked female cultists watch and encourage him. Ugh, this scene was so gross. That's another one that really disturbed me because, alright, I'm sorry I keep interjecting, but that woman, the one who played the character Maya... Uh, she was not attractive. I'm sorry. Everybody has their own opinions, but this is my opinion. Compare her to Florence Pugh. No. 
absolutely not. <laughs> like, I know he was on psych psychedelic drugs, and I know he's tripping the F out, but who in their right mind would sleep with her when he could have Florence Pugh? I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just putting that out there. Good God. Good God. But, ugh. All right. After discovering Christian and Maya, Danny has a panic attack, and several of the Harga women wail with her emphatically. Yeah, that part was weird. It's the same type of wailing as they did when the people committed suicide off the cliff and the guy was screaming in agony. They were doing that weird wailing along with him. I think it's some weird way of them trying to show empathy. It's very weird, though. It's very That's one thing that really makes me uncomfortable, is those parts where they're wailing and they're moaning and... This one with Christian and Maya is just so gross. <laughs> so gross. But after the rite, a nude and disoriented Christian discovers Josh's buried leg and finds Simon, who has been ritually dismembered as a blood eagle. Christian is then paralyzed by an elder. Yeah, he blows more drugs into his face and basically paralyzes him. He can't move, he can't talk, can't do anything really. The cult gathers together with the paralyzed Christian and explains to Danny that, to purge the commune of its evil, nine human sacrifices must be offered. The first four victims are outsiders, Josh, Mark, Connie, and Simon, lured to them by Pell and Ingmar. So you already know it was manipulation that their friend Pell was actually in on it, and then the two British people, Connie and Simon, uh, were lured by Ingmar, which was the brother of Pell. A lot of these names are confusing. If you haven't seen the movie, you might want to watch it to get some context because reading all these words is probably going to confuse you like crazy. So, <laughs> but makes more sense if you watch it. So, the next four victims are cult members, two sacrificed elders, different from the participants of the Atestupa, the people who jumped off the cliff, and two volunteers, Ingmar and Ulf. Danny, as May Queen, has to choose the ninth and final victim. Either Christian or a villager, Torbjorn. I don't remember. I don't remember how his name was pronounced. So I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. She chooses to sacrifice Christian. Still paralyzed, he is stuffed into a disemboweled bear and placed in a temple alongside the other sacrifices. The temple is set on fire, and as it burns, Ulf begins to scream in agony. Outside, the cult wails with him. At first, Danny sobs in anguish and horror, but gradually begins to smile as the burning temple collapses. And that's the end scene of the movie. So this plot was very quick. It goes through it very quickly. The movie has, as I said, it moves slowly. So this went through very quickly, but the movie is very slow. So you have to watch the movie or you'll miss little bits and pieces. But that's the other scene that really bothered me was at the end where Danny's just, she's just staring up at it almost in disbelief. And then all of a sudden it just turns into this evil, almost menacing smirk. Like she's just smiling full on grin. And it's like, you just murdered your boyfriend. I mean, she has to know that he was under the influence of the drug to sleep with that troll of a woman, Maya. <laughs> I mean, come on. But I mean, they already had a strained relationship. So I think she was already questioning his fidelity and... There was just so much manipulation going on in this movie, too. The cult manipulated Danny so hardcore, and it was just god-awful. Uh, but I definitely wanted to review this movie because it touches on that type of thing. It touches on the darkness of humanity, on cults, on, you know, how manipulative and evil people can be, despite what religion, no religion, whatever you are. Humans, in general, have the possibility of being good and bad, and... It's the world that brings out the good and the bad in us. And this cult brought out the bad in her, clearly, by making it appear as good. But 
the other thing I wanted to touch on is it just really shows how Danny was struggling trying to keep her wits together and her emotional state under control after she witnessed her family all dead in her house. It was just sometimes where it was so uncomfortable to watch her crying because she did such a... It's almost the same when you hear a woman cry after she lost a child, that kind of deep, guttural wailing. It, that's what it sounded like, and it, it made me so uncomfortable to hear it. And that's, that shows that she's such a great actress, is that she could instill that in somebody watching the movie. She's acting, but she doesn't appear as she's acting. It seems real when you're watching it. So, tons of good things to say about Florence Pugh's performance, tons of good things to say overall about the movie, but obviously a big downside was that there really wasn't a lot of character development except for Danny. It went on to show, you know, why she was in such a depressive state, the loss of her family, her relationship strains with Christian, you know, her inability to really trust anybody. And the one character, Pell, befriends her, and he, you get the impression that he cares for her. He really likes her. He draws her pictures, and she really likes that about him. He remembers her birthday when Christian doesn't. And it makes you wonder, I mean, obviously Pell was in on it. He lured them there for a reason, but there's certain things in it, and maybe this is just me brainstorming about a twist, but where it makes you almost think that Danny was already in on it. Maybe she was already a part of the cult and basically playing all the other characters in the movie to lure them in just as much. Reason I say that, might be totally off the charts, but <laughs> the reason I say that is because there's a part where they're dancing around the maypole and there's a part where Danny and one of the other Swedish maidens are talking to each other, but they're talking in Swedish, I believe. And it's like, Danny didn't know Swedish. She's going to a country she's never been to before. At least that's what the movie led on for us to think. And she's clearly speaking. And they even say, we can understand each other. We're talking. And when she is crowned May Queen, she says she's part of their family over this elaborate feast. And at the end where she burns Christian along with the other quote-unquote offerings it makes you wonder is there more to this story that is being hidden from us and that's what makes it such a great psychological thriller is because it leaves it up to the viewer it puts it in our hands to decide what's reality and I really like that it made me really unnerved made me uncomfortable at times made me angry made me sad at times made me laugh at times there are some comedic relief scenes not many but there are some and you know, it was a very good movie. I would not categorize this as horror. There are some gory scenes, obviously the cliff jumping, the dismembering of certain people, things of that sort. But overall, I would just consider this a psychological thriller. Very well done, very good. And overall, I'll give this movie a eight out of 10 because of how well it was performed by Florence Pugh and all the other actors did great too but she was obviously the star of the movie and I enjoyed it and again I went into it almost hesitant because I was worried it was going to put bad light on pagans and I don't like people putting a dark cloud over people just simply for what they believe in and this movie didn't do that I was actually pleasantly surprised and I appreciate that so I didn't care for the slow progression of the plot the lack of character development other than Danny and there was a lot of things left unanswered which could go you know good or bad but those were things I didn't particularly like but is it a movie that I will watch again 
Yes, more than likely, yes, I will watch it again. Was it my favorite? No, <laughs> definitely not. But it's definitely worth a watch. And if you like horror movies, if you like gore movies, if you like suspense movies, if you like psychological thrillers, you will like this movie. It touches on a lot of things. And it evokes feelings of dread and confusion, among other things. And I really liked it. So that's my review for you on Midsummer. I apologize if it was all over the place. I have my notes here, but kind of went back and forth as I was reading through that plot. Uh, but definitely give it a watch if you haven't seen it. You might like it. You might hate it. It's kind of a hit or miss, and I personally like it. So definitely, as I said, go give it a watch, you know, and then send us some feedback. Let us know what you guys thought of it. If you liked it, if you hated it, what you liked about it, what you hated about it. As always, be sure to like and rate and review this episode. Let us know if there's anything you might want us to talk about in the future, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you later. Bye.